Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani. Alongside the full cast and crew, we've got your boy, AJ Johnson. We got JB Dylan Kearns at the bottom, and we got old Papa down there, Aaron <laughs> Mukes. I. I I know we have not officially decided on your nickname, Aaron, but I feel like it needed to just just come out natural. I wanted to see how it felt to say old but Papa. Who down says there. it? Who says it like that? Like, do you ever He's walk past Papa? Like, I'm I'm not half Spanish. How dare you say I'm half Spanish? I do not appreciate that. I I oh, just wanted to oh, see something the- wrong with Spanish people. <laughs> well. Alrighty then. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Though, welcome in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. It is Wednesday, March tenth. Tags have been made. I'm so excited to get into this. AJ, what is up on this beautiful, stressful Wednesday, March tenth? <laughs> yes, yeah, nothing like some beautiful stress to get you going on Hump Day, right? I'm like. You ever come back to Wednesday and like once we hit the live button and hit you that we haven't been on camera doing this show for like the last four or five days, it, it doesn't feel like it's been so long until like we get live on Wednesday and I go, wow, this is this is happening. This is happening now. Why didn't this happen yesterday or Monday? Like, I, I, I feel like days are just rolling now, though. I feel like right? days are just rolling um, now with this show. Like, it's just it's cool. absolutely wild that it's just we're at this point. Dylan, JB. You are also came into this show saying you were just some stressed out about school. How are you feeling, youngin? I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Obviously, it's good to have a, a heavy workload because it only means you're getting better. And any opportunity you can get better every single day, I'm up for it. So having guy. a lot of fun, and it, it, it's, it's been a journey, and I'm excited. He just entered the show like it was a Tom Coughlin press conference, and it's just like, <laughs> I'm trying to win any day, okay? We're trying to, like what Tom Coughlin said during the Jags press conference, he's like, I'm trying to win lunch. I'm not trying to lose. We're going out to lunch. I'm trying to win lunch. That's how Aaron, or a, oh, oof. that's how Dylan just entered the show. Last, but certainly not least, oh, I think I think uh, Doug Marone won lunch every single time that they would go after that. <laughs> R.I.P. Doug Marone. Aaron. Oh. What's up, buddy? You you you've got to be feeling all kinds of emotions now that now that the deal is done, which we'll get into in just just a few moments. I feel good. I feel good. Uh, like many of you, school stresses, life stresses, things going on, trying to keep the show going. A lot has happened. I, I can't I can't lie. I feel really really good today. Can't wait to get into this talk about free agents and tags and you know obviously. The highlight of March. There's not, nothing going to be bigger than Dak Prescott signing that that contract, and we'll get into that. So I'm I'm excited, and I'm ready to go. You just have to name it Dak Day. What was it? March 9th? March 9th that it happened is Dak Day. That's what that's the day. So the day of the Dak. The the Dak Day. I've been hearing <laughs> so much talk. I've been listening to the radio all day here, and about what like there's like 
I realized that Fox Sports kind of has a very good balance of things because like Colin Cowherd was like, oh, I love the DAC deal. Everything's great about the DAC deal. And then the dude who came on afterwards, he was like, I don't like the DAC deal. I just have to come back to bite him in the butt later on. I don't like the DAC deal. There's so many different opinions, though. The only right opinion is right here on the Rough Cut Sportscast. And I just want to let everyone know I'm going to give AJ his time here. He's going to load up those beautiful fingers and tell you where you can follow us before we get any further. Okay, AJ, you got them loaded? I think so. I'm going to try my best to knock this out. I think uh, I-, I got it. <laughs> well, first and foremost, since I got it, I'll help us out here. We are on Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports, on Facebook at RoughCut Sports, and on Instagram at the RoughCut Sports. Guys, hit that like, hit that follow, share it. We are on a grind right now. We are headed to 500 likes and follows on all on our Facebook. We're trying to get up to like a couple, 253, 400 on Twitter. Do it. Tell everybody. Share it. Hit the like. Invite your friends. Do it all. And, of course, this beautiful show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether it's a signed cleat, whether it's a signed jersey, whether it's a signed helmet. It is there. I've been checking out the, the site lately. They've been they've been putting up a lot of uh, signed baseballs for baseball season approaching. I've been seeing uh, some big names on there, so you're going to have to go out, head over to HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com, check out what they got, support the boys. Guys, it is tag season. You can obviously see it in the episode title. Tag, you're it. Let's take a look at these names on this list. There are some big uh. names, literally in font size, which was brought to my attention before the show. <laughs> there is some big names on this list and no other bigger name than Dak Prescott. He's got the star next to his name because for legal purposes, they had to, or for contract purposes, they had to tag him and then sign him. But I'm going to let Aaron kind of take over here, okay? This is his team. This is his guy. There is no other person on this show that can dive into this better than Aaron Mukes. Buddy, the floor is yours. Uh, first, there's been so much talk about Dak Prescott over the past couple of seasons. And I'm grateful, I'm grateful that it's finally come to an end. And, you know, we've all seen the theatrics that Jerry Jones likes to do. And some of this might have been the, hey, let's keep Dallas and Dak in the news while we're struggling. He's out with injury. As long as that contract is still lingering, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the news. People are going to be talking about the Dak Prescott, um, you know, contract and what they're going to do there. But finally, they got it done. And I'm just going to say that I know everybody's talking about it. he's overrated. He's overpaid. But we have to take the contract and put it in the context of what the NFL, the landscape of the NFL. Yes, it's 160. Yes, it's 126 guaranteed. Yes, it's $40 million a year, 75 in the first year, 66 guaranteed in the first year. It's an enormous contract, the largest contract in NFL history. But what we, what we don't take in account is the amount of production that Dak Prescott gives to the Dallas Cowboys. And, and my first argument to anybody that says, oh, well, they could have went out and got somebody else or they could have paid somebody you know, less money. My question is always, if not Dak, then who? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Yes, could they have drafted a quarterback and waited another four to five years for that person to develop while Ezekiel Elliott gets older, the offensive line gets older, and the defense that we paid all that, you know, Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith, then their contracts are over. They could have gone that route, and Jerry Jones would have been laughed at and talked about. Could they have tried to trade for a Russell Wilson and give them mortgage the future of three first-round picks, 
lose Dak Prescott, and still possibly be in the same situation that we're in today. I'm really I'm glad you brought up the the draft picks thing though, and bringing in another quarterback because I've been hearing it all day long about how oh they overpaid for. Him. You have to think about this. It's only four years. And like, if you think about it, you draft a quarterback in the first round, you're going to give him four years to develop because there's no quarterback in this draft that we know of. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, hopefully, but you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. There's no quarterback in this draft that you're like, okay, they're going to come in and make us a contender day one or in year two. You're giving Dak four years, the same amount of time you would have given a rookie quarterback. I mean, I it's just a genius move. Jerry Jones is a wizard. AJ, are you what were you, what were your thoughts when that deal came through? Uh my first thought was that the Dallas Cowboys have to make a new hype video and put Dak Prescott <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, uh finally, like we're finally, this has been two years in the making. Something that apparently the entire world knew needed to happen. The entire world knew was going to happen except the Cowboys for the last couple of years. And it took unfortunately Dak's health for them to realize it it took him going down to a freak injury and having to watch the Andy Dalton's and the Ben DiNucci's of the world try their best to start an <laughs> offense without a defense to, for you to realize and I'm swear if Dak's in rehab you hate your team's losing it but you're enjoying it because you're like see see what happens when you don't pay me when you don't have me he had to know he was getting the bag he had the leverage going into this season before he got hurt and after they put that showing on in the NFC lease he absolutely had all the leverage. That's why it came down to the last day, and now he has the highest signing bonus in NFL history as well. Like, it, it's a good move. I'm happy for Dak. I hope that this is the difference. I hope this is the leap that they needed, and now you go focus on fixing that defense and see what they can do. And they, uh, when you talk about fixing their defense and things that they need to do, obviously tomorrow we're talking NFC East tomorrow. So you need to make sure you tune in at 8 p.m. to join us for our conversations about the Cowboys a little bit more, about the Eagles, about the Giants, about the Washington football team. Almost messed up on that good one. Catch. Good, I catch, do, good catch. I do have to ask a question, though, and I'll send it to Dylan here. The Cowboys not too long ago broke the bank for Ezekiel Elliott. And when making this deal for Dak Prescott, do you think that that kind of like haunted the Cowboys at all going into this? Because, I mean, Zeke is not, ha, didn't play like Zeke of old last season. It just seemed like it was like a mistake. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it was. I, I don't think they took that into consideration. I think the production that Dak Prescott gave them during before he got injured you look, he was almost an MVP candidate before he got injured last season. He was he was playing well. He was doing everything well. And when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, look, Tony Pollard showed up. And he he played good football down the stretch for them last season. Had big, big games in the ground and also through the air. So Pollard was a great job on that offense. And I think it, having the two running backs back there can only help your quarterback, especially coming off an injury. Like, obviously, he got the money right now. Everyone's talking about the money that he's going to be making. But if you look at the injury that happened, like, look, how is he going to be after the injury? And I think that's one big concern that going into this contract that a lot of people aren't taking into factor was happening there. So I think the running backs there with the contract that it, they gave Zeke, I think that that should be OK because they have another one behind him in case Zeke starts to show his age. But money wise, I think it was the right thing to do for years. You look at the teams that potentially needed holes to fill a uh, quarterback. None of them were thinking, okay, Dak Prescott's going to be 
available because you just know it's going to get done. It's going to get done. And it, it did get done. So I think it's a good job for the Cowboys to lock them up. And uh, it, it was it was long awaited. And I'm glad they got it done. Jerry look, Jones seems like a genius. Look, Vinny, I, I, I mean, I got to say this. We, we talk about the NFL. And one thing the NFL values is consistency. And as much talk as Dak Prescott's received about maybe he's not, you know, he's not at the Patrick Mahomes level or, you know, the all the other elite quarterbacks, the Aaron Rodgers, but he's been consistent. And one thing that 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 was that stood out to me as I saw this this graphic that there's been 22 quarterbacks that were drafted between 2015 and 2016, and now da- now Dallas has locked up the one guy that is still on the same team that drafted him, and that's Dak Prescott. And then not to mention. You have this talk about the Deshaun Watsons of the world. How in the world can he get paid more than Deshaun Watson? And I agree. Deshaun Watson is more talented than Dak Prescott. But we're not blaming Deshaun Watson for going 4-12 and because he has a bad O-line, a bad defense, or bad coaching. But when Dallas goes 4-12, and you can believe Dak Prescott's going to be the one to get that blame, even if he throws for 5,000 yards again, 30-plus touchdowns, and you know single-digit interceptions. So – I think there's a standard that Dallas has set with the quarterback position like no other position in sports, and they're held to a higher standard. And I think there's nobody better to lead in that position than Dak Prescott. His leadership is amazing. Let, let, let's kind of – let's travel – hold on. I, I have to point this out first. Let's not let this <laughs> comment go under the rug here. Before we get any further, let's not let this comment go under the rug. Gus is the man. Dylan's got the shirt on right now representing the school down there. I mean, he's right. He's not wrong. I'm not. This is a good look. This is a good looking group of guys. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's bolstered by the graphics, you know, to really uh, bring out uh, all the features as well. But uh, yeah, you know, you know. I, right. I do have, I do have one. <laughs> kind of made me lose my train of thought for a second, just because the <laughs> the amazing comment. But Aaron, let's tr- let's kind of see the future here. Let's let's play pretend here. Let's go into the crystal ball. The Dallas Cowboys start zero and four next season. Are you going to be one of those fans that automatically turns to Dak and just like turns on Dak and just crushes him? Because I know like that is that that has to be a, a thought in all Cowboys fans mind right now thinking, OK, if he has a bad start, you just broke the bank for this guy and he's not proving. I mean, he, let's not let's not forget he is coming off of a pretty big injury last season so he might not even come back as the same quarterback. It is a possibility. So week four comes around and the Cowboys are 0 and 4. Are you going to be all over Dak, or are you going to be kind of seeing it through and giving him time? I've been pretty consistent in my approach and my and my take on this, those situations like that. Number one, I don't think Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones are going to fork out that money if they're not 100% confident that the injury to Dak is, is something that he can overcome, or he's already or he's not already on the way to overcoming that. That's number one. Number two is we've seen Dallas start off bad before. Last year, they were one and three with Dak Prescott as a starting quarterback and me as a fan and me as somebody that's played football and watched football, I wasn't blaming Dak Prescott. We had offensive line issues. We had injuries and the defense was atrocious. It was one of the worst defenses in NFL history through the first half of the season. And not until late in the season, did they pick that up? So no, I'm not going to be the guy that's sitting there. Oh, we're and four. They overpaid Dak Prescott jumping off the bandwagon. Now, why did we do it? Um, I think that's a, a small, like living in this, living in the moment or that recency bias that a lot of fans get when somebody starts slow, right? We yeah. saw it with, we see it all the time. We saw it with Tampa Bay this year, you know, through five, six games, everybody's like, ah, Brady's okay. They're not that good. Um, they're not going to be able to get where they want to go. And then the end of the season's like, Oh, we told you Brady's the greatest. 
Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl, and then it happens, and everybody's a genius again. So um, I think we just have to be patient. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are ready to to make the Super Bowl next year. Um, we have to see what they do in the draft and then in free agency to build that roster, especially on the defensive side of the football. But I think it starts with the quarterback position and the leadership that he brings. Listening to the press conference today, one thing stood out is that they said Roger Staubach said, get you a guy that people will follow. And I think people follow Dak Prescott. We saw it in the reactions after he got hurt last year. And I think he's the guy to, to take this team uh, going forward. I think you just gave me my clip for my homework later on tonight, by the way. I gotta I got I am in I'm in Gordy's class right now. I gotta get a sound on tape and I was like, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out someone from that DAC interview. I think Aaron might have just found me the the clip right there. Last thing though on this DAC uh topic before we move on to any other franchise tag players and and our other topics that we have for today's show. And it has to go to Aaron again because I'm I'm sorry. This is this is a big Dallas thing. He is the Dallas insider here. The Cowboys have restructured the contracts for Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Lyle Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins. Yeah. Words are hard. Uh, Creating roughly $17 million in cap space for, or in cap room for the Dallas Cowboys. Is this, is this the the players now that like people are buying into the system now? Is this, is this what this means? And are you excited to see this little bit of cap room for your defense? Uh. Most definitely. But let's be honest, when you play for the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones has a way with these players and, and, and finagling the salary cap and, and working with the players. It's always been the case. It's not just these three linemen. He's restructured more contracts than I can even count. Um, so, yes, a sense of it is them buying into the fact that Dak's their guy. He finally got paid and they want to get behind him. But I think this has been the plan all along. We saw the long, long contracts given to Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Tyron Smith, these guys were signing eight 10 year deals. And I think this was the plan all along is to restructure, pushing money out further and further. It's what Jerry Jones has done since he's been the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And this is no different. He has a good, uh, good, he has his finger on the pulse of the NFL and, and how to, how to maneuver the salary cap. And I think that um, it doesn't always work out, but I, I think he, he's going to, I think he's won this one. I think he's got this one figured out. And I think going forward, the Cowboys will be set up nicely to, to make some moves in the offseason. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that Dak won this deal, and and rightfully so. But that needs to be brought up. Jerry Jones is a winner here. Not, I mean, yeah, he he broke the bank for his quarterback who hasn't taken him really that far in the playoffs. That sucks. But you lock down a quarterback who is someone you can trust. You know that's going to be out there, and he's going to be good. That to me is huge. Last thing regarding not uh, last thing regarding franchise tags. Okay, we're not no more Dak talk. If you want to hear more <laughs> Dak talk, tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m. for our NFC East preview. This one's going to Dylan though. Okay, going back to the graphic here, I see a certain wide receiver who we were hoping would land in Jacksonville. <laughs> he did not, and I know my boy JB Dylan Kearns is a little hot on this. Dylan, what are your thoughts on Allen Robinson being franchise tagged by the Chicago Bears? I think it's bad for him, and that for so many reasons. You look when he was in Jacksonville, he had didn't have the best uh, quarterback situation. Of course, he had Chad Henney, he had Blake Bortles a little bit, and he did, he had, he put up some good numbers with them. But he's the best 50-50 baller. What I mean by that is he goes up and gets it those those in between balls that could be picked, could be caught. He he usually comes down with those, and he's a great bad ball catcher. He doesn't have anything thrown to him accurately, and you're looking at the Chicago Bears who have Mitch Trubisky, 
who is on his way out of town as of right now. Nick Foles under contract. He played with him a little bit and played his best football with Nick Foles. But the thing with Allen Robinson, I feel so bad for him because I know he wants to finally play. Like, I, I think he'd rather play for a quarterback than play for someone that can win right now because he has not had anybody anybody that can throw him the ball consistently and can get to get him the ball to where he can make plays down the field instead of getting beat up. And you look at him now, he wants to get paid because if he gets his big contract, it would be so good for him because he doesn't have to risk his body going up making these bad catches on a one-year franchise tag deal. If he signs this deal, I'll be shocked, but Chicago needs him, so I see why they franchised him. I think I think he ends up doing it. I think he ends up signing and just – I mean, he played for the Jags. He played under Blake Bortles in that mess of a team. I remember going to one of the training camps for the Jags and I watched Allen Robinson have a ball overthrown him. And he was like, like I could, you could literally see him on the field, just absolutely disgusted with Blake Bortles. And I can only assume that that is exactly what's happening in Chicago with, with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. You got, you got something for me. Did they uh, exclusive rights tag him or did they not exclusive rights? Do you know? Cause I'd be I, interested to see if some other teams still throw some money at him and I dare believe Chicago they- to match it. I believe it's not exclusive. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's a heavy price a to pay when a team exclusively franchises. It's a it's a heavy price to pay. Um I think it's the non-exclusive tag. Well, uh, well, hey. well. <laughs> AJ, AJ, real quick, real quick, can you rank can you rank the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has had to throw has had him throwing <laughs> to? Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, rank them. Go. All right, well, let's start by saying this. All below top 50. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 I meant like in order. It, it, the, 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 you're the worst. Oh, I know what you meant, but I you weren't going to get me like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, because it physically hurts for, Mitch, for me to watch Mitch Trubisky play football. Physically hurts. You've had some – You've had some battles with with Mitch Trubisky. You you have some personal battles with Mitch Trubisky. You don't even understand. Like the that fact that I've ever the, that goes back to the DraftKings days. Am I right? It does. Oh, this <laughs> now this goes back to the moment that John Lynch was a genius, moved back one spot for them to take a crappy Mitch Trubisky at number two and still get the man they wanted. I, I and then saw, Mitch Trubisky. I saw a picture the other day. It it, it showed like I, I believe like the top four draft experts: Mel Kiper, Todd McShay. Daniel Jeremiah, like a, a few other guys. And all, most of them had Mitch Trubisky as the number one quarterback in that draft. And I was like, yikes. Yep. Not- Same way I felt when they had that with Sam Darnold. I, I knew Sam Darnold had potential, but like the way they were putting him up versus all the other QBs in that draft, no way. Colin Coward still put Sam Darnold up on a pedestal. <laughs> he still got him up there. He, I, I, I do enjoy him. He's well, Colin Coward. Him and Carson Wentz both. He loves mm. Carson Wentz too. It's unbelievable how hyped he gets for those two guys. It's like these guys, Sam Darnold is going to be great without with, without Adam Gase. It's it is something else. But we, we don't think you'll be at least good without think, Adam Gase. I mean, we we had our we had our AFC East preview show, which you can check out. Oh no, wait, we haven't had our AFC East. Preview. <laughs> I was like, no, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't had our <laughs> AFC like, East what? preview show. I was well, like, what did I that when we Sam do that Darnold. though, but. <laughs> We all we've said it many of times on the show. Sam Donald stays in New York. I hope I think 
he stays in New York. <laughs> it's best if he stays in New York. But now that we're on, oh, I can't wait for Trubisky to sign with Houston and watch that team fall off the earth. I would be okay with that. Dylan would be okay with that for sure because as Jaguar fans, it'd be fantastic to see. I'd be okay with it. They deserve each other. There, there are reports. <laughs> there are reports out there today that the Chicago Bears are loading up. Like AJ loads up his fingers that they're loading up a ton, a huge package of draft picks to acquire Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yep. Uh, I, I think that could make a huge difference on Allen Robinson's mindset if something like that was to happen. I'm sure Allen Robinson would 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 more than happily sign the franchise tag if one of those guys are able to make their way to Chicago. Just interesting note there. So rapid fire, real quick, super quick for everybody before we get into our, our main event of the show. Landing spot. Where does Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson play in 2021? AJ, go. Deshaun Watson plays at home because he's not going to play for the Houston Texans. And Russell Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson may head to Chicago. That's not Russell I want. I want definitive Chicago. answers here. I don't want no punk answers. I want. <laughs> I want he called you a punk. This is rapid fire. I want solid answers. The people at home want solid answers. Okay, Gus, if he's still in here, he wants a solid answer. AJ, Russell where? Wilson plays in Chicago for a boatload of picks. I think. I think Houston will be stubborn. And yeah. Aaron, what about I like, you? You know, I like bull picks. Come on. Russell Wilson in Seattle, Deshaun Watson in Houston. Uh, oh, so nothing. Okay. I don't think either one's going anywhere. You don't just give franchise quarterbacks away like that. And I think at some point in time this season, Deshaun Watson will realize if they do it to me this year, they'll probably do it to me next year. And he's going to be in the same situation after signing that long contract. I think he's stuck. Ooh, Ooh Dylan. One thousand percent. Deshaun Watson, Houston. Russell Wilson, Chicago. Let me wow. get after this with Chicago. Look, you you look at Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, the head coach or the general manager, head coach. Ryan Pace has swung and missed on every single quarterback he's tried. He's gone after Mike Lennon, didn't work. He's brought in Nick Foles, didn't work. He tra- he traded up to get Mitch Trubisky, didn't work. You look at it now. This is a job-saving move. You, they haven't had a franchise quarterback in their entire existence. When is the time that you look at the Bears roster and say? Wow, the best player on that team is their quarterback. It's never happened. Like, the defense has been good. Cutler's had a few good flashy years. Jay Uh, Chicken Cutler. McMahon was on the team that won. That's all he was. He was on the team. But uh, you look right now, this is their opportunity to go ahead and get someone like Russell Wilson. I'd trade the next 10 years of picks and every single player on the roster to get that franchise guy. Wait, wait. Did you leave out Rex Grossman? He went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Come on, man. He wasn't the best. I, I, I do believe his, his words were that the best player on the team yes. is the quarterback. Because I believe he Rex threw Jim McMahon in there saying he was there, but he wasn't the best. Oh, you yeah. got to give Rex Grossman the same love. That's no. true. Okay. And, yeah. To, to bear your point, I get that. You mentioned Ryan Pace. And the hey. Bears not having a quarterback in hey. their existence. What makes 2021 any different than their entire history in of football? Because Russell Wilson is the best player on that team the second he walks in the door. I don't think Russell Wilson gets dealt. I think I think Deshaun Watson gets dealt to I'm gonna be different here. Deshaun Watson gets dealt to Carolina and Russell Wilson stays. Okay. Russell Wilson ain't going anywhere. Okay. There is no way Russell Wilson is getting traded at all. 
I will put money right now that Russell Wilson does not get traded ever. Okay, maybe not ever. Mm. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I me. was kind of sad that my phone was on silent because I was just hoping for an ESPN. I would love for breaking news to happen while we were on the show. That would be that'd be pretty, pretty awesome. But speaking of breaking news, well, it's not really breaking news. We've got a list of free agents to get into. Man, we've got a new game that I want to play. I will play our game show music. AJ Johnson, Aaron Mukes, JB, come on down. You guys have been selected to play the Rough Cut Matchmaking Game. Mm. All right. I don't like the name of that. That does not. You got to double down after you play it up like that. Right? <laughs> that does not have a good ring to it, though. But, guys, I'm going to give you a player or team, and you guys are going to play matchmaker. We can call it Rough Love. Ooh. Hey. hey. Welcome to. Welcome to Rough Love. Okay. We're playing rough love today here, guys. I'm going to give you a team or a player, and you are going to play matchmaker and put them with their best situation. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. Got it. Ready, Bob. I mean, Vinny. I don't know. I don't know why I ask people if they're ready. It's like, I, you're not going to say no. Although AJ might say no. We've had, we have I discussed might. AJ's a diva on this show. And if he's not getting in his way, he might actually say no. So that okay, okay, all right. Game show. Uh, now I have an odd number of people, and I don't know what to do. Okay, AJ, I will start off with you, buddy. Your team and your or your player that I am going to give you is Kenny Galladay. Match Kenny Galladay up with this perfect situation. All right. So who I like Kenny Galladay to go with is the Miami Dolphins. I heard this news come out recently that now that he has not been tagged by the Lions, that Miami is going to make a push for this. And I like this for a couple of reasons. We understand that Miami is looking for a number one receiver. We know they like Devontae Parker. If Preston Williams can stay healthy, he can do some good things for him. I think they need to go out and grab Kenny Galladay. They just signed Isaiah Wilson, the Tennessee Titan tackle. And I'm not saying he's great or anything, but it's a need that we know that they were looking for was a tackle. We know the next need that they're looking for is a number one wide receiver. If they were able to pull this off, not only does it give it a guy who had thousand yard seasons in 17 and 18 and has shown that he can be a number one, it also allows them to do so much more at this number three spot. If you sign Kenny Galladay right now, if Isaiah Wilson stays out of trouble and pans out and becomes a good tackle, you have so many options at number three. You can still go ahead and grab yourself another receiver if you really want bolster up that offense it is a passing league you might as well have weapons we see what that can do in the in the likes of kansas city and tampa bay or you can still go with a tackle you know why because if wilson doesn't pan out now you can go and get a rashawn slater or something like that and put on the line if wilson does pan out you can still get a tackle because tackles are some of the best offensive linemen who can move throughout the uh, line in the nfl or better yet you can trade back from that number three spot with a QB happy team, add some draft capital, and really set yourself up for not just this season, but the future as well. So I think Kenny Galladay would really help Tua as well as help the Miami Dolphins organization. 
you know, I was really concerned about this when you brought that up, when you brought Miami up, because I was like, you know, they have the third pick in, in, in the draft. Why not just get your wide receiver there? Because that makes the most sense to me. But I guess it could get get you more draft. Ca- I, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this because you're going to have to break the bank for Kenny Galladay here. And it just you can get a you can get a wider. OK, AJ, Devontae Smith or Kenny Galladay, which would you rather? I mean, I'm taking Kenny Galladay. Uh, for, he's NFL proven. Uh, he can fit the scheme. I can work with him a little bit more. Devontae Smith's going to do some good things, but he's coming in and he's still got to fit a learning curve. Plus, you're gonna, you, need, you need a receiver who can do something for Tua like that. I'm not saying Devontae Smith can't, but we know in the NFL, Kenny Galladay will. So I, I'm taking Kenny Galladay from, from that perspective alone. But the price tag. Okay. I mean, you look, you're in free agency for a reason. Are you just going to sit back and hope that your number three one pick pays off? Or are you going to try to make a move, grab a receiver that can immediately help your, your QB and then do something in the draft? Again, it doesn't mean now that you got Kenny Galladay, you don't do something in the draft. I mean, you can you can grab Kenny Galladay, pay your price tag, and then spend some money on middling defenders to bolster up that that linebacker spot you exited with Kyle Van Noy. You can do some things like that. Uh, I, I, where else are they going to spend their money? In free agency. I, I agree with AJ in the fact that the Dolphins are probably looking at skill position players in both the draft and free agency. I think that's their primary need, obviously, to surround uh, Tua with weapons, um, whether it's running back receivers. And I think Kenny Galladay is a good start, especially with the amount of draft picks they have. They still have enough draft capital to go out and get another guy that's a young and learn behind a Devontae Parker or Kenny Galladay. Um, I like the move. I, I think that's a that's a good landing spot for him. I want to counter Vinny's point on it real quick because I don't think drafting a receiver at three makes any sense. I mean, well, no, no, it, no. It, I, I didn't mean drafted at three. Don't you dare put <laughs> you, words you said, in my mouth. You said do you want Devontae Smith or do you want Kenny Galladay? Those I didn't are your say words. what draft position, though. The You're telling me Devontae well, Smith is not going before they, their, their next pick? They could if they trade back, let's say Carolina trades up for Zach Wilson or someone like that. They drop back to what the eighth pick Devontae Smith yeah. can easily fall to eight. Devontae Smith. I've seen, I've seen people have Devontae Smith drop out as the third best wide receiver in this draft. His size is a question. And I'm all an Alabama I'm, fan. All I'm saying is like AJ said, you need that proven veteran, like a veteran wide receiver is the, the wide receiver position outside of the quarterback position. Wide receiver is the one position that takes a while to groom, and you're not bringing in a kid in that situation where they're trying to win football games. I don't think there's any question that they're trying to win right now. And if you bring in someone like Kenny Galladay on the outside, you know what he can do. You bring in a rookie, it might take him a little while to learn the system. Took Corey Davis four years to learn how to play football in the NFL. Rude. (laughs) Factual. Whoa. Hard hitting on Corey Davis. He wasn't even part of this conversation. <laughs> what, did he, what did he do to He's you? a free agent, he was though. an example of a top five pick. Hey, hey he's a free agent. Dylan, or uh, AJ, rapid fire. Where does Corey Davis land? Go, 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 go. Washington football team. Got it. Got it. Fantastic. No, but really, though, are we forgetting that Jarvis Landry exists? Are we Are we just forgetting Jarvis Landry exists on this team? Like, he is that on the Chicago? Oh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Or not Jarvis Landry. Uh, Devontae, oh, Parker. Devontae Parker, sorry, <laughs> wrong wide receiver. Both the same type of wide receiver, in my opinion. But are we do, just do saying Devontae Parker know? doesn't exist here? Is this no, is not at all, thing? not are at we... all. But well, well, are you going to look me in the camera and tell me that Devontae Parker is a proven number one receiver? 
he just had his first good season, man. Are you trying to say that Kenny Galladay is a proven number one wide receiver? Yes. What do you mean? Are can you? I, if can, it I, wasn't can I break for... this tie? Can I break? Mm. I like. I, I I agree that Kenny Galladay would be a good fit in Miami, but I also agree that Devontae Parker is already the the veteran presence there. Like That's I think what... if you're looking for a veteran presence, I think you can say Devontae Parker is that. Nobody's saying he's a number one or elite wide receiver. But as far as a veteran presence, you're bringing in the same type of wide receiver. You're paying. No, you're not bringing in the same type of wide receiver. What what Aaron is talking about is the mentality, what Devontae Parker has been through. He was supposed to be a very talented receiver from Jump Street. I'm I'm paraphrasing, okay? (laughs) He was supposed to be a talented receiver (laughs) from Jump Street. He had a, a slow start. It took him a minute. He finally figured it out, got hurt, came back, figured it out some more. You have that presence, that mentality of what he's gone through and how he got to where he is now. Kenny Galladay, you are bringing in as a talent on the field to put next to Devontae Parker. No one's saying run Devontae Parker out. Can let we Kenny all Galladay be right? Can, can, could no. you see this scenario no, happening? wrong. Everyone's wrong. see this scenario happening. Could you see them sign Kenny Galladay? And though you have Galladay and Parker on the outside, and then you bring in a Devontae Smith still? Like, is that possible? Yeah. That's and, what I mean, in, in, in the situation that Miami's in right now, they have a very good defense already. It's solid, right? They have a ton of they have a ton of defenders that they can rely on. They got a good secondary. They have a great defensive coach. They need weapons around Tua. Yeah. So why not go sign a Kenny Galladay? Why not draft the Devontae Smith after you've traded back? And then you could still probably add a running back later in the draft to go along with the Miles Gaskin. So I don't I don't understand why we're arguing. We could we could just be all we could all be, be friends we here. Could we could all, all be, be right. friends. We can all be friends here. It's okay. No one has to get their feelings. No feelings have to get hurt. But I digress. We'll move on though, Aaron. Since you want to be Mister Peacemaker here, since you want to <laughs> everybody love everybody, please. No, no. I'll give you the next one though, Aaron. Jones, find a good landing spot. Where is the perfect match for Aaron Jones? I may surprise uh, many people with this this take. I know Aaron Jones is somebody that Green Bay wants to bring back, right? They said they've offered him a contract around $9 million. He's shown to be a a very good runner in this league. Um, Somebody that came out of UTEP, wasn't supposed to be, you know, he wasn't drafted very high, but he's shown that he he can carry the ball and he can be a workhorse for a team. Unfortunately, in Green Bay, he never got that opportunity whether it was Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur, for whatever reason, they've never just trusted him to give him the bulk of the carries. I think the most carries he's had is like 220. Um, I want to see him up there with the, with the guys that carrying the ball 300 times. I think a team that he actually fits is the San Francisco 49ers. I think he would be great in that run scheme with um, Kyle Shanahan. I know everybody's in love with Raheem Mostert. <laughs> uh, we, we had this conversation many times. But Raheem Mostert's been a journeyman. I mean, he's been on like six different teams. He finally got an opportunity to be quote unquote the guy, and then he keeps getting hurt. So I'm not sold on Raheem Mostert. I think Aaron Jones actually in that 49ers offense would give them a guy that they can rely on. He can be a bell cow for that team. And then you got the Debo Samuels and the Brendan Ayuks out there on the outside to allow Jimmy Garoppolo, who I anticipate is going to be the quarterback next year, to have some weapons around him to where he's not feeling the pressure to do a whole lot. Um, they have a good offensive line. I know they have a bunch of free agents on the offensive line that they need to lock up as well. Uh, and then a solid defense. So I, I like Aaron Jones. Again, another 1,000-yard season back-to-back years. He led the league in touchdowns two years ago. I think Aaron Jones with San Francisco is is an ideal spot for him 
The key will be, are they going to pay him enough money for what he wants versus a team that has a ton of cap space like the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins or, you know, a team like that? I got to I got to send it to AJ after this. Because AJ, while you were saying, I think it might have came up when you dropped the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. He he kind of like Scooby Doo. He was like, Whoop. like he slid over <laughs> with his neck and just. So AJ, is there? Do you have something to say about this? And actually, it wasn't that. It was a. It was another comment. Someone was shouting me out, so I wanted to shout out my guy Isaac. I was like, oh look at that. He's uh he put it up there. Nice dude over there with a uh, FL team somewhere. I do one of my um, radio shows. No um, free plugs here. I, no free plugs. Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, sorry. Can't plug myself. How dare I? Don't go listen to me anywhere else, guys. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I, I do like the idea of having him in San Francisco. While I don't agree with you about the Raheem Mostert part, I agree that he does get hurt. And what they like to do in San Francisco is a running back by committee. So if you can add an Aaron Jones, to a Raheem Mostert and what they have seemed to like as a Jeff Wilson Jr. That's scary, man. Like, if all three of them are healthy at any given week, how do you stop that running game? That That's a way you hide Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, deficiencies. You, you surround him with even more running talent than he's had in the past. So I'll go with that. I, I think Raheem Mostert, when healthy, is somebody to be reckoned with. I so, think but the problem is he doesn't say healthy. I, I think that. this comment has to be brought up, though. Will any will will Aaron Jones or any running back want to come to the NFC West where they have to play guys like Chandler Jones and JJ Watt two times a year? Or I don't think that plays a role. Yeah, that doesn't mean you, you don't think that's a running back. They, they're I, ready to run over whoever's in their way if they I, can. I, I don't think running backs are looking at the landscape of the league saying, um. Oh man, I gotta go play JJ Watt and Chandler Jones twice a year. I, I gotta bring this one up though, because we talked about it before. I don't even think we brought it up on the show. I think this was just us like kind of just shooting the sh just talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> okay. But we brought up this whole this new idea that we should trademark and eventually send it to Roger Goodell. There needs to be a running back franchise tag or a running back contract of some sort. Because at this point, like right now, I'm trying to think of like Who's going to want to bring in Aaron Jones? And I'm thinking to myself, Aaron Jones is a great running back. He's a top 10 running back easily, in my opinion. Then you got Chris Carson's out there. You got Kenyon Drake out there in the free agency market. The, there are some really talented running backs out there. And it's like, no one's going to, in my head, I'm thinking no one's going to want to pay for a top dollar for a running back. There has to be some type of deal out there that you can give running backs a tag of some sort that can be like, okay, we want you, but we really don't want you. We want to run you into the ground. We want to bury you. Well, I mean, to, to that point, uh, I mean, the running back tag thing, I think is a little weird, but um, <laughs> I, I agree that running backs are not hot commodities which is why it's it's even more strange. And you mentioned Aaron Jones being a top 10 back. Um, Talent-wise, I'd argue that. But I think, he's, I think he's a good back. But there are a ton of talented running backs in the NFL, which is, why, which is why you see teams willing to give them up. The difference is the game has changed. No team needs one running back to do what they want to do anymore, unless you're the Derrick Henrys or the Dalvin Cooks of the world, right? So what happens is you get all these teams saying, well, we don't need – running backs to be to be successful look at the teams that have won the super bowl over the past 10 years name a team that had a top paid running back on, the, on in the super bowl it hasn't happened have been top paid that's it hasn't happened because <laughs> the fact is the running back position is a dying position as far as pay you know receiving that compensation 
and you can find them, quote unquote, a dime a dozen. That's why fourth round draft pick running backs like Aaron Jones or late sixth round draft picks are successful is when they're given opportunities, they can make plays. There are a ton of talented running backs. The problem in Green Bay is they didn't abuse Aaron Jones. If they were going to let him walk, they should have been running him 320 times last year. And maybe they would have been a little bit more successful in that game against Tampa Bay. I'm just saying, oh, um, listen to me. <laughs> we saw it with Dallas back when DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing. They ran him into the ground. They cut him or didn't re-sign him. He went to Tennessee, played for a couple of years, and he's out of the league. Okay, we've seen it with Todd Gurley. He was ran into the ground in, in, with the Rams. He's got degenerative knees, and now he's on his way to be, what, out of the league. So I think, I think those are things that teams are looking at. They're looking at the running back position saying, do I want to pay $10 million for a guy when I can go get a guy in the fourth round of the draft, pay half a million dollars, $2 million to, and get similar to – to maybe even better production if it pans out. Aaron Jones is a guy you think, pay for. Right. But Do you why? Not think because everyone else why? is seeing what you're seeing. They didn't yeah. run him into the ground. I, I want to. Aaron I, that, Jones is a great fantasy running back. He's a great uh, football can, running back. Yeah, hey, I don't, I, I'm not a big Aaron Jones fan, though, but I'm, I'm saying he's at least bottom of the top 10. He's at least top, he's top like ten. nine. There, yeah. there are ten. There are ten more talented running backs name in the him. league right now than no, him. Name no. him right hey, now. hey, you hey, hey! You've got the floor here. I'll put your. I'll put your even. I'll, I'll even put your name late right here. That's uh, Christian three. McCaffrey, Dalvin we'll Cook, you. Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You're laughing. Oh, hold on, you laughing hold on. At? Slow down. I need you to repeat this. Hold on. Let me count. Okay, go. Start from one. Okay, go. I'm not gonna start over. All right, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> got it. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. That's so funny. Oh, Elliott. Let's go. Are, are you telling, you're telling me that Saquon Barkley is not more talented than Aaron Jones? He can't block a chair. You seen him in pass protection? Okay. Are you are you really telling me right now that Saquon Barkley is not more talented than Aaron Jones? No, because if, if that's the Aaron conversation, Jones stays healthy. Saquon can't stay healthy, and he can't block a chair and okay. run protection. We Pass protection. We're not talking about who can stay healthy and who can't. We're talking about talent. If there was okay. ever a question in that talent, Saquon Barkley was the number two overall. He was the highest rated prospect coming out of college. So you can't sit here and tell me that he's not more talented than Aaron Jones. Now you can have injury question marks. You can have okay, he might not be the greatest pass blocker in the world, but when it comes to having the football in your hands as a running back. Saquon Bar- Barkley is far and beyond Aaron Jones. It's That's not where even I look close. at it as a whole. You're talking about having the football in your hands. Are we talking about strictly runners or are we talking about running backs? Because last time is, I checked, they this, pass protect. But this is the point. This is the point in the NFL. If they want a pass protecting running back, guess what happens? When they're throwing the ball, you just come off the field. That's what makes him less valuable is they don't need him to pass protect. They can say, you know what? All right, come off the field. We're going to put somebody else in there that can block because we're throwing it. Well, that Aaron we Jones see, we see that on the all three of these things, which makes him a top 10 back because he's versatile where he doesn't have to come off the field. Aaron Jones has never been a top 10 back, never will be top 10 back as far as talent. Now, I don't think you he named produce, t- I still don't think you named 10 running backs, though. I, I didn't even I get, he got interrupted. Before Dylan started laughing. Yeah, right. he talked about Barkley this and way. Elliott. Let, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you a different way. Talent. Do you think Jonathan Taylor, uh, uh, DeAndre Swift are more talented guys than Aaron Jones? And no. those are guys that are rookies. I'm not. I don't know if I throw DeAndre Swift in that yet. Yeah. But but I'll throw Jonathan Taylor. But what, Jonathan what, Taylor can't catch. I'm talking about as a whole. Okay, but again, you're making so neither can Derrick Henry, right? But he's not better. 
Derrick Henry's better because he he can catch. He just Honestly, doesn't get the I've opportunity. Had, I've the, got, the point is, is you guys are taking Aaron Jones's production in Green Bay, and you're making that about talent. But you put is. a running back in Green. No, no. You put a running back in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. We saw Eddie Lacy be successful in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. AJ oh, good, has man. A lot got coming in. Hey, I, I just have to I, I just have to bring something up here though. You I feel like you're looking into this like magical crystal ball. Well, let's talk about the facts though. Let's the talk facts. about the facts. Aaron Jones is producing. Saquon is not even on the field. I honestly I think that's two different conversations. I would have you can't argue talent and then bring up an injury. But we're talking top 10 backs in the league. This is on talent. This is on talent. production. This is on everything. Okay. This is on every – you have to look at it as a whole. We're talking okay, top say 10 that. as a whole. Then Hold on. You know what? I, Let's table this. Let's table this. I know the first se- I know the first topic that we're going to have on Friday's show when we have the triple threat <laughs> debut. It's going to be whether or not Aaron Jones is a top 10 back, and I'll give Dylan the floor. I'll give you the floor, and it'll just be a – it'll be a – it'll be a one-on-one. It'll Free honestly – I can't wait. It'll be a one-on-one here, and AJ and I will be the judges to decide on who wins this battle. We'll have a clean slate, okay? So Friday night, tune in at 8 p.m. to watch these two go at it head-to-head in an argument here for the ages that you will not want to miss, okay? I'm going to tease my part real quick. Aaron Jones is Jamal Charles. That doesn't mean that Hmm. much. I, feel like it's it's I think I think you're losing like, fans as we speak. That one hurts you. Abandon them. <laughs> that one hurts you. I, I think that you're losing fans as we speak. Yards per carry. <laughs> Who are we booing? You. Charles, Jamal Charles has given <laughs> you 100 catches in the season. The most Aaron Jones has had is 49. Because they don't he use it. Don't if he goes to start on Seattle. Jamal Charles versus okay. Aaron Jones. That's this it. Ding, 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 right. ding, ding, Stop. ding. If you Stop. want to hear more of this, tune in Friday at 8 p.m. live right here on the Rough Cut Sportscast. We have two more match. We have two more matches to be made here before we end the show. We are now down to the wire with the show here. Dylan, I'm sorry. I know you're really hot about Aaron Jones right now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing you down, and we're going out to Indianapolis, and you, sir. Tell me who the perfect match is for the Indianapolis Colts. I look, you you look at their needs first, right? You have the offensive weapons, uh, wide receivers and corners, but I'm going to bring in someone from Philly. And I think it's Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is an ideal spot here. Now you could argue that, um, that, that they should have went after him when they got the Wentz deal. But the thing is, Zach Ertz has now been rumored to be on the table. And Frank Reich loves his tight ends. He used both of them when they were there in Philadelphia. And I think that would be an ideal fit for them. But let's let's look at the Colts like as a whole and what they need to address. I talked about the weapons on the offensive side. They haven't had a good receiver since Reggie Wayne retired. I'm tired of this T.Y. Hilton stuff. When his when he was with Luck, he's good. Look at his numbers without Luck. He's bad. It doesn't matter if it's Hasselbeck. It doesn't matter if it's Brissett. It doesn't matter if it's – it could be anybody. He doesn't produce if it's not Andrew Luck. So um, they haven't had a good receiver on the outside. Pittman's young. I think they need to go make a, make a big splash at wide receiver. And they've had cap space for years, and they never use it. They make these – trades out of the first round they trade down to the second third fourth round and steal everybody which is nice but those players do not win super bowls and they have some glaring holes at corner you lost xavier rhodes who i think they might try to bring back but i'm looking at quarterbacks i'm looking at receivers for this team and maybe kenny galladay's a fit here i know they really wanted Allen robinson if he was going to be on the table that unfortunately will not happen 
But you look at the corners that are available. I look at someone like uh, Shaquille Griffin, who got who got uh, released the other day, or not not franchise tagged. Yeah, I, I the Colts are just a, a, a very interesting. It's, I don't want to say the cliche. I know we're we get told and yelled at at school for not saying that, but the Colts they're, they're are very, very blah. Cliche. They're they're they, yeah, they're just like a a place. You know, they're a place. <laughs> they're a team. They're a franchise. I feel like they do have to go out and get themselves another weapon for Carson Wentz. I saw it the other day. Oh, who was it that they were saying? Oh, was it Juju? No, I don't know if it was Juju. But someone did, and it was a great, fantastic point. It's useless at this point if I keep reading. John Brown? Will oh, yeah, yeah, John Brown. John Brown is the guy. Like, no, no. <laughs> Maybe it'll come. Corey Davis. No, I don't know. It was someone that was comparing him to a wide receiver for – the Eagles and he loved uh, Alshon Al Jeffrey. No, it's like uh, I'm not going to get into it. I okay, digress. I, I digress. Yeah. I'm going to give you the last one here. This is going to be a toss up. Not going to be a toss up. I'm giving it to Aaron. <laughs> I'm giving it to Aaron only because he deserves it after his Saquon Barkley take. <laughs> Aaron, Jesus, Vinny, you, can't, you, can't, you guys, you guys are killing me today. I mean, you, you can't find anybody in the NFL that would say Saquon Barkley is not talented. You guys are crazy. Anyway, no one's saying that. No one's That's what we were that. talking about. That's whoa, whoa, what we were talking wait, about. wait, you are? I've I said it on here. I don't think Saquon's a top ten back. All right, we're gonna get Dylan out of here. Boo hey, that man, Aaron. You have the New York Jets, sir. Please find easy. them some help. I, I think this is the easiest one. You have a team that is sixty nine million dollars under the cap. So they have a lot of wiggle room, a lot of a lot of money to go out and spend on free agencies. And I think the perfect fit is Richard Sherman. We you have Robert Sala, the new the new head coach. He comes from the 49ers, which he has a connection with Richard Sherman there. He also has a connection all the way dated back to when he was with Seattle. Um, I think it makes the most sense. They just tagged uh, Marcus May, who's a good young safety. I think you put Richard Sherman into that secondary. You could I think at, at pick two, they decide to trade back. I actually think they decide to trade back. I think they keep Sam Darnold. I think they go get him some help. We were talking about Devonta Smith earlier. I think he could be there um, if they decide to make a trade with uh, with a team like Carolina. And they take a receiver to go along with Denzel Mims or possibly even a tight end like Kyle Pitts. I know they have Chris Herndon, but I really like the the Kyle Pitts to them also. Um, and they just surround Brad, um, Sam Darnold with, we Sam Darnold with weapons. <laughs> We've been there, right? Uh, they, sur they surround him with weapons. And they give him a chance to actually be successful now that the the plague, and I'm calling him a plague, that is Adam Gase is gone. Um, I think we saw, I think we saw it with Ryan Tannehill, uh, and even the Devonte Parker stuff, right? Like this guy just didn't seem to know how to use. They talk about his offensive genius. He just found a way to to destroy offenses. Running backs are never successful when he's around. Um, I think with Adam Gase being gone, that maybe Sam Darnold improves a little bit. And then they can make a determination whether he's their their long term answer or not. So we need a moment of silence here, everyone. This is for Adam Gase. Boo this man! I feel like it was rightfully so to use that again for Adam Gase, though. We Kenny should Holloway use it for you. Why? Telling me Saquon Barkley or whatever. I used it on myself. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hold anything back. I just used it on myself just because you said it. Not you. You're not right. <laughs> But I'm I didn't. Right. The, the <laughs> answer in my head, my question in my head was Kenny Galladay. 
the Colts getting Kenny Galladay because it's a similar receiver to Alshon Jeffrey, same style type of wide receiver, in my opinion. And Carson Wentz did great with, with Alshon Jeffrey when he was healthy. That was what I was trying to get to, though. But I digress. If the Jets are smart, they will blow up the draft and try to make a splash with Watson or Wilson. I'm going to table that. Mm. Don't don't respond. Don't respond because it is going to be time in a few minutes for final countdown. Okay. And I just want to let everyone know, stick around for the final countdown because we are going to be answering any questions that you have talking about any topics that you have. I mean, Michael Sherman was, was hitting the good topics the other day and that was just for AJ and myself where he was asking uh-huh. about what was a guilty pleasure, uh, movies, movies yeah. and things like that. No, the guilty pleasure movies was my thing on uh the draft episode yeah but you got it from michael Sherman exactly but there was he said something <laughs> that i can't remember though guilty pleasure tv coming, show yeah that was it he give was sherman coming. his credit he's the man yeah. he is the man go check out broad street south the, the, the show it's they do a live thursday 7 30 check it out right before us pre-game but <laughs> that's it though okay that is it that does it for our audio listeners if you guys are not in the facebook page if you're not on twitter listening to us watching us what are you doing? Okay. What do you, I mean, we appreciate you listening, but you're missing out on such a different life changing way of viewing the rough cut here on our chat page. It's blowing up. Everyone's buzzing. We talk to you guys, super interactive, but Hey, that's it. I'm not going to give you any more. Okay. We're going to get into this final countdown, but of course, AJ, do you have any last words? Um, I don't. I don't. Good, great, great. I, I should, but I don't. You don't, don't. You don't. Aaron, you don't get last words. Dylan, you also, you also don't. I get have one. I, I have some final words. It, it's ahead. quick. It's quick. Aaron's point about Adam Gase and running backs. What Kenyon Drake? He got out. He was good. Damian Williams. He got out. He was good. One more thing for the Colts. They need to do backup quarterback. Carson Wentz. You say what you want. He can't stay healthy. Nick Foles can't stay healthy when he plays. That's probably why those two worked so well together. Because one went down, the other one was there. But um, they need a backup quarterback. Do they not have uh, beef brisket still under contract? No, that was a one-year twenty million. They paid two quarterbacks a total of forty last year. Not good. That's a real ouchie. Aaron, do you have Papa? Do you have any last words? Nah, man. I'm going to save my haymakers now for Friday. So. Oh, there you go. You're not going to want to miss Friday's show. AJ, load up those fingers, baby. Let's go. Let's uh, hit them with the uh, socials. Head over to Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports. Hit that follow on Facebook at RoughCut Sports. We are buzzing there. Go ahead, hit that like, hit that follow. Invite all your friends to like the page on Instagram at the RoughCut Sportscast, where Vinny puts up the wonderful graphics with all your sports news. Hit the heart there. Uh, hit the like there. Put us on your story. Share it. Go over to YouTube. Watch the clips from this wonderful show and tell everybody. And, of course, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether it be a cleat, whether it be a jersey or a helmet or signed baseball. It's there at Halftime Sports and Collectibles. Check them out on the website, HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com, the best place for sports memorabilia. That's it, though, for AJ Johnson, for JB Dylan Kearns, for Papa Aaron Mukes. (laughs) We will say goodbye to our audio listeners. Turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>